Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Alright, so everybody, welcome fucking back. Hey, hey, I feel like it's been no time at all. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe like we just re- like we just finished stop stopped recording. Is that what you mean? I feel like literally that is just what happened. Oh, I can't imagine. Wow. Oh, yeah, because that's totally what we like saved the Halloween episode. Now we're moving on to the next one. <laughs> literally what just happened. Welcome back, motherfuckers. I know it's been so long. Oh, my God, guys. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, can Jesus. I thank everybody again for who wrote in for the stories for our Halloween uh, episode? Guys, those were the fucking tits. Those were the fucking tits. And you know what the best part is? I just like kind of randomly scrolled through our inbox and I was like, oh, this this one looks interesting. Spoiler alert, if you want to get your story read sooner, work on them subject lines because that's how I chose them. <laughs> I literally never look at our Gmail, guys. I have too much going on and I can't mm-hmm. I can't add one more yeah. thing to it. So yep. Yep. Uh, that's on Jen if you get read. If you don't get if- read, please yell at Jen. <laughs> If you if you are on Facebook, you're talking to Kate. If yep. you are on anything else, it's me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. That's fair because you get all the messages to our Facebook page and I do not look at them anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Because I just can't. No, you're busy. You're in grad school. Uh, how's fine. grad school going? It's good. Oh, here's the thing. I, I have to do a big paper for one of my classes and we were allowed to pick any topic in American history. So, so you want to talk about the history of this podcast is haunted. Yes, and I'm going to write a 12-page historiographical essay on it. You know what? I think you could do it. I have all of our notes from every show we've ever done. I'm doing the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. Jeff, do you get to handle primary documents? I mean, I don't don't think so. I'm Uh, just going to be – I'm going to be doing more historiographical stuff where it's like just talking about what other historians have done and researched. Um, but I'm still super excited because I get an, I have an excuse to go to the witchcraft section of the library and just peruse. And that is so exciting. Did you know just, Grand Valley had a class on witchcraft? Oh my God, I know. No, I did not know that. It was a it was a history class, uh, oh, and okay. I think it was also a women's gender st- gender studies. Uh, like side credit, but I'm not positive. Oh my god, that sounds so amazing! Right? At first, I was like fucking state schools, and now I'm like all on board. <laughs> <laughs> no, Grand Valley. Uh, I, the professor was Professor Margaret something, um, and I was in it. I I was in it for one day, but then I had to drop out for that semester. Damn, um, I know. Uh, it looked like a badass class, though. Like if I could go back, like sometimes I wish I could go back to Grand Valley just to take classes, like not to do like Can the homework audit? or. Can you audit them as an alumna? Oh my god, I've never asked. Is that a thing? Oh, of course it is. You can just like show up in a class even if you, you like might once you've to, already graduated? You might have to pay a small fee, but for yeah, alumni can do that and you just audit it and you just show up for class and Shut don't the do fuck any of the work. Up. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I audited a class in an art history class when I was there because I don't know, I just wanted to. And the, uh, like a bunch of like middle-aged people were doing it too. And it's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to take an art history class. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Dude, yeah, totally. I'm going to fully see if I can audit shit. Maybe I yeah. can get some editing stuff in. Grand Valley has a huge like sound studio sound? and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. my fucking God. We could get Friends. an intern for the show, Jen. Oh my God. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> okay. All right. So 
So then we could put off doing all the research ourselves and make the stupid yeah. intern do it. Genius. Yay! But that's a good PSA for anyone listening. If you went to college, you could probably go back. Huh. And cheap. also, you should go to Grand Valley because they've got badass classes. Yeah. My f- What was your favorite class that you ever took? Oh, easy. The art of bathing. <laughs> it was... <gasps> What? <laughs> it was. Wait, wait, wait. Like the w- art of like taking a bath? We talked about that a little bit. Did uh, they start so- that because there's so many disgusting, crunchy granola kids at Calvin? Bless. I mean, <laughs> probably that was part of the point of it. But they no, were like, um, there better be a class in teaching these kids to take a fucking bath every now. And you know what's funny is that I smell like mm-hmm. a hamster right now. I have no room to yeah, judge. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> So it was so every January we have these like uh, three week short terms where you only take one class and you take it three hours a day every day for three weeks. Yuck. No, it's the best because all the classes are super fun. So senior year I took Lord of the Rings and so we read just Lord of the Rings for three weeks. I never want to hear you shit on Grand Valley again if you took a three week class on Lord of the Rings. It was January term. That's not a thing. Calvin made that up. Yeah. No, lots of other schools do it. Oh, my God. Lots of nerd schools. Uh, okay. Sorry. Granted. Um, do you guys but... even have a football team? No. We're undefeated since 1876. <laughs> so junior year, I took the art of bathing, and it was an art history course about the way bathing has been portrayed throughout history and in different cultures. Oh, that's cool. Yes. So, okay, quick tangent. So when you think about um, like ancient Greek or Roman statues um, and you think about like the heroic male nude figure, mm-hmm. there's a reason why you're only thinking of males because in Greek culture, especially women did not go nude. It was not done because for some reason they thought women were ugly and gross and stupid and like fuck them. Right. Because um, everybody was gay. Yeah, I guess so. Like everybody was having sex with other men. Like it was, that was all. Yeah. That was really like the most gay The time. only reason they ever had sex with women well, so that they could make was, new little baby men. <laughs> yeah, for real. Ancient Greece. Look it up. So uh, it's kind of starting in, in ancient Rome. They they decided that women were somewhat attractive. Um, <laughs> and But they, they couldn't – they still weren't allowed to depict them nude. But they decided that if they depicted them taking a bath, then they could be nude. Why? What's the difference? I don't – there's a reason. For them they can't be they can't be heroically nude like men can oh they have to be like doing something i was once heroically nude <laughs> i mean obviously <laughs> i okay it actually happened a couple weeks ago <clears throat> so mm-hmm. uh i don't know if you know this about me but every so often i wake up at four in the morning and just can't go back to sleep <laughs> yeah because because we've talked yeah <laughs> and so uh my husband who mm-hmm. I love, and I, I want feel him. a butt coming in. <laughs> well, but no. I love him, but <clears throat> when he's tired, he's a bag of dicks. I mean, so am I, to be fair. Accurate. You are very much like Dan in many ways. Mm-hmm. So I, when I wake up at four in the morning, endeavor not to wake him, and he's very light sensitive and he's very sound sensitive. So I have to kind yes. of like entertain myself silently for two hours until he wakes up. Uh-huh. And so I use, that's usually when I get like a good solid like first BM out of the way. Mm, and so yeah. I went into the bathroom mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there, you know, yes. minding and both doing my business. Jesus. And a, I'm naked because I sleep naked. Uh-huh. Well, you know, in underwear, but I'm doing my business. So. Okay. This is more 
<laughs> this is so much. everyone is learning so much so much I'm about pretty you. sure everyone could have jet could have guessed this already and also i might cut it all out so touche so as i'm sitting there dropping my morning deuce a spider oh descends and lands <laughs> it right in front of my face and so my initial instinct is to scream and turn on the lights and kill mm-hmm. the thing but you can't because dan was asleep i had to mm-hmm. silently kill it i knocked it out of the air I stamped on it with my cell phone. I killed it Ooh. with my cell phone. Ew. Well, I had to. I mean, you have okay. to remember my cell phone's in a leather wallet, too, so it's kind of okay. Ew. And then I had to go back to pooping like nothing had happened. <laughs> no, and there that's were no. Very, that's very heroic. Thank you. Right I there. was heroic in the nude. I just want credit for my good works, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Uh, so, so, anyway. History of bathing, go on. Uh, I no, I don't want to go on. Oh, okay. it's, I mean, it's it was really interesting because we got to look at a bunch of really cool artwork, and we also got to go to a Korean bathhouse and uh get very intimate with each other. Um, oh, what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> part of the Korean bathhouse includes bathing in the nude collectively, so we did that. Fuck. All right. Well. All right. So, do you want to do a fucking podcast now? Yeah, we don't generally talk just about the classes we've taken in college. Uh, generally, what we talk about is ghosts, ghosts, uh, and sp- spooky fucking shit, man. Spooky fucking shit. That's our brand. So today we are talking about. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, we 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 need a trumpet, um, <laughs> or an air horn. So we're t- we're talking about haunted prisons. Haunted prisons. Woo-hoo! Yay! I have wanted to cover this one for a while. Same. Because it's so good, and there's so much stuff, and there's so much like so many prisons. We are. Did you mm-hmm. know that America locks up more people than any other country on earth? I am in no way surprised by that fact. Now, listen, I haven't Googled that fact today, so, like, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but I feel like I'm not. So. We're going to go with that. Yeah. And if we're fucking wrong, I'll fix it in post. I don't give a shit. No. Um, all right. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Haunted prisons. Can I oh. start? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so. I am talking today to you. Uh, we are talking haunted prisons, and my haunted prison is the Whitley Haunted Jail. I do not know this one. Yep, I picked a small town one. Uh, this is in Columbia City, Indiana, which is uh, kind of- The armpit of America. The No, Ohio is the armpit of America. Okay, well, they're adjacent. Indiana so. <laughs> is its overly long torso. It takes forever to get through Indiana. And also sometimes their highways have like their full on highways, like a fucking freeway will have a mm-hmm. fucking stoplight. What? I've been on those. What the fuck? That shouldn't even be allowed. And then also the city of Gary, Indiana, you can smell when you're in Gary, Indiana. And there's no other smell like it in the world. Wow. Like you could wake me up from a sound. Have you ever been to Gary? Uh, no, no, you've probably never been to no. Wisconsin, have you? But no, you've been I'm to not- Chicago. I've been to Chicago. I've driven like through it, past it, whatever you do. So when you go to Chicago, that weird smell that you get for a while uh, when you've left Michigan, but you're, oh, well, that's Gary. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) so shout out to all our listeners. You know what? One of my best friends lives there. Her name is Katie and she was in my wedding and she's beautiful and I miss her. Shout out to Katie Keller. So this is the Whitley Haunted Jail, Columbia City, Indiana. This is actually kind of an interesting property because it's both the sheriff's house uh-huh. And the jail. They made it in one unified property. How 
big is this? It's fairly large. Like it looks like two independent buildings. And the sheriff's uh-huh. house is a red brick with kind of that green French style roof. Uh, okay. Really lovely. And then mm. the jail is sort of this rustic white brick, uh, mm-hmm. similar roof, but just not as schmancy. So is this still operational? It is not. No. Okay. So what's interesting? This I just this is a little etymology for you. Uh, I guess it was fairly common when they were building structures to build the sheriff's house and the jail mm-hmm. as connected structures, and these are connected. And so that's just really where, drive in that like sadness and right. depression. You'll never leave this place. No, but I guess that's where the term jailhouse comes from. It was both a jail and a house. And a house. Isn't wow. that interesting? Wow. I like little things. <laughs> Extremely Owen Wilson voice. Wow. <laughs> All right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently when you go here, there's it's it's got a very strong presence, a very strong energy. It mm-hmm. feels creepy automatically. It looks very unkempt. Today it's a uh just during the Halloween season. It's a bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a haunted jail museum. Beautiful. Perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess it's actually run by a car dealership. The car dealership actually owns the – like, they are across the street and they bought the property and they're the ones who run it as this haunted museum attraction once a year. Branching out. I like it. And then the rest of the year, it's totally empty and decrepit. Oh, beautiful. Well, at least that's what my research says. I've never been there personally. I could Allegedly be wrong. Allegedly empty. <laughs> right. Um, so it feels creepy. It looks creepy. Um, it's actually, even even being creepy, it's a strangely beautiful building. Um, kind of built at that golden age of Victorian architecture, 1875. Um, mm-hmm. And it has all sorts of strange phenomena, both in the sheriff's house and in the jail itself. Cameras malfunction. Uh, mm. The building's electric fails. Uh, strange voices are heard, things get moved, people have been grabbed when no one's there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, 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 mm. So they think that there are two spirits inside uh, this house, this jailhouse. One, a murderer, and the other, the sheriff who looked over his execution. Okay. There we go. So this story will be familiar to people who live in non-capital punishment states. Okay. For example, I'm from Wisconsin. It's one of the first states to give up capital punishment. So Wisconsin became a state in 1848. Um, Mm -hmm. By 1853, they did away with capital punishment. And that's because in 1851, they hung the only person who's ever been executed in Wisconsin state history, John Mm -hmm. McCaffrey, who murdered his wife. He, Mm -hmm. uh, He drowned her in a well, which is pretty fucked up Mm. but when they when they went to hang him it was a bad hanging Ooh, and that's hard to watch it's traumatic for people um he i think john mccaffrey it's traumatic for people to watch i mean yeah never mind the guy who had (laughs) you know what he's probably outside his body at that point in time no fuck that guy though he killed his wife so exactly fuck that guy so John McCaffrey, as I recall, and I'm sorry, guys, I haven't done any research about this, but my father told me that he literally was strangling on the gallows for longer than 25 minutes. Oh, my God. Until he finally passed out and they could legally take him down. So, like, they have to be passed out for them to remove them. But he's just passed out. That doesn't mean dead. 
Uh, usually after that amount of time, you've done enough damage that they're going to die on their own. Ooh, that's still rough, though. That's like brain damage death, then. Yes, it's not fun. It's not, I mean, Ooh. really, this isn't a good time for anybody. Uh, Gallo's Man, deaths. Man, you just gotta, you gotta snap that neck, brah. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so this is the story of Charles Butler, who, uh, surprise, surprise, also a wife murderer. Mm. Uh, so he shot his wife in the back. Uh, apparently, he grew up. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, is this the this is the guy who was hung? This no, is no, the a guy different who, guy. Yep. So we're we're leaving Wisconsin behind. We're headed into oh, Indiana. Oh, that was Wisconsin. Okay, and now we're okay. Now we're okay. in Indiana. Yep. So this just is Columbia. Multiple men murdering their wives. <laughs> you know, tale as old as time. Daily occurrence. This uh, is America. This is the whole fucking world. Fucking salty. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Continue. All right. So we're in Columbia City, Indiana. Mm-hmm. It is 1883, and John—I'm sorry, John—Charles uh, Butler mm-hmm. shoots his wife fatally through the back as she protects their young son. Motherfucker. Yeah. Now, apparently, he grew up in with all the advantages in the world. He was a, his family was a scion in the community. Uh, all sorts of things going his way, but he had a head injury. And so it made him unstable and it made him violent. He was abusive towards his wife and his son. And finally, Mm -hmm. he snapped. Things got out of hand. And he went to go shoot his wife and his son. She successfully pushed the young boy out the door and took the bullet herself. So So I know. So he that was in 1883. He was tried by a jury of his peers, 12 farmers, and they sentenced him to the gallows. That mm-hmm. was by the time um, he was to be hung in 1884. March of that year, mm-hmm. possibly with outside help, Charles Butler and four other inmates escape. I'm sorry, five oh, other inmates escape. They climbed up through the jail uh, to where the food would come in from the sheriff's side. And then they got into the room where the food was kept, shimmied out some bricks from the whole building and escaped. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they were all caught. Well, no, fortunately, fuck those guys. <laughs> fortunately, they were all caught. And when it came time to for them to serve their their punishments, Charles Butler was going to be strangled on the gallows, 1884. Mm-hmm. Dumb motherfuckers stood on the hinges of the drop uh, oh, door. Oh, no. So he, rather than dropping to his death and snapping his neck cleanly and humanely, which is really the way you want to go. Yeah. He instead stood on the hinges, slid slowly down, and strangled oh, for ten for more than ten minutes. Same thing. What the fuck? Exactly. But you know what? That that's a very common story for people who live in states that don't have the death penalty. Hmm. Uh, it's all it takes is one because hangings were public. All it takes is one public traumatic hanging of somebody turning blue and, and choking like, on their tongue. And you know what? This isn't fun anymore. Right. Right. That was 1884. He passed out, was cut down, and actually died in the jail. And they think that he is one of the spirits in there still haunting. He's one of the malevolent spirits. The other spirit... So you remember I told you he escaped? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The sheriff that he escaped from was Sheriff Frank Alwine, A-L-L-W-E-I-N. And Mm -hmm. Frank was living at the jail. Remember, his house is attached... And so this was very much right under his nose. 
uh, and he took it very personally. He set up a $200 reward for his death, which is something like $7,000 today. Shit. Mm-hmm. Of his own personal money, not of not of state money, not of government money, his own personal money uh, as a reward for Charles Butler's capture. Mm. He finally found him in Ohio. He was dead drunk on the floor of a bar, so it was a very easy capture. Yeah, does not sound like the smartest person. <laughs> yeah, not, you know, you know. So he he oversaw the hanging of Charles Butler, and it went so terribly wrong that it was the last hanging in Columbia City. Hmm. So Sheriff Alwyn, who kind of dropped the fucking ball here, mm-hmm. is also still checking up on prisoners and visitors, trying to make sure that the jailbreak will never happen again. The door at the top stairs to his office opens by itself. In the uppermost floor, an apparition of a man has been seen coming down the stairs to the j- from the sheriff's part of the house to mm-hmm. the jail. Uh, and then while sitting in a jail cell, people in the Indiana ghost trackers uh, felt like they were being watched. Somebody of authority was watching them Ooh. on the outside of the jail. Mm-hmm. Now, there is also one more thing that I just wanted to put in. And we don't know who this is, but... Mm-hmm. A set of women's footprints have been seen walking up the wall. Weird. On the third floor. Up the up, up the, the wall? wall. Isn't that very upsetting? I get very upset what? by that. So that is the Whitley Haunted Jail. I know it's a very short story, mm-hmm. but it gave me the willies and all that stuff about uh, hmm. capital punishment is bleh. yeah. I mean, can you imagine yeah. watching somebody strangled to death for twenty minutes? Oh, that sounds horrific. Even if they deserved it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've always, I've never understood why people would go and watch people get hung. I also don't understand why anybody would watch a bear baiting. People are animals. Yeah. Actually, yeah, people we just aren't sit as good home as animals. and listen to podcasts about them. Goddamn right, we do. Yeah, we don't have to see that shit. Just have to. L- <laughs> we have yeah, to listen to it and make dick jokes about it. We're better than them. That is amazing. It's fine. I believe you also have one. Have a little mm-hmm. ghostly mm-hmm. Stale mm-hmm. tale for us. Yeah, I wanted to do Alcatraz, but you know, you you, you advised you advised against it, and also I would just every single time call it Alcatraz. <laughs> so uh, I'm not doing Alcatraz. Instead, I'm doing the other one, Eastern State Penitentiary. I love ESP. I met them. I met the owners. You did? I did when I was working at my haunted house in Sodus. We were part of a traveling tour of like other haunted houses would come Mm -hmm. and like see what smaller operations were doing. And they bought Mm -hmm. a ton of stuff from us. They were in their ESP shirts and they were so nice. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, so as as you mentioned, they are now what they call a haunted attraction. Perfect. So they're, they're kind of two museums, what we are to history. <laughs> so <laughs> I saw an ad for it and it was like deeply like, you know, like I've been through haunted houses and like you worked at them. So like, you know. Right. Um, but like there's nothing less appealing than an ad for a haunted house. Right, because it's so <laughs> fake. Because you're just watching videos of people jump, but you're like not. You're so far removed from it that you're just like, what the fuck? So that was my experience on their website today. I was like, okay. But before that, this used to be one of the largest um, and most important trend-setting prisons in America. It was opened 
in Philadelphia in 1829. And it was considered the world's first true penitentiary because kind of previous to that, they would just have your kind of ye old local jail uh-huh. um, where they would just, just put you in a cell to sleep it off or whatever. So this one was legit made for uh, more mass incarceration. Right. Um, and it's that I, I discovered in my research that there was kind of two competing methods of prison reform at the time. Uh-huh. There was uh, the existing New York system, um, aka the the Auburn system, which is named after Auburn, Auburn Prison here in New York. Hey, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great place. So they were, <laughs> their system was more geared towards uh, like hard labor and uh, just like very harsh physical punishments. Actually, uh, a group class did a project about an African-American man who wrote his memoirs while he was there. And so you should, God, I wish I remembered what his name was. <laughs> so look that up if you can. Right, guys. Um, go- do, do your own fucking Googling, just, just guys. Google that shit. It's whatever. I've had a glass of wine. I'm not even talking about that system. I'm talking about the Philadelphia, the the Pennsylvania system, which was set up in opposition to the Auburn system. Uh So what they did was they believed in isolation, (laughs) essentially. Jesus, that's like the worst way to do this. Yeah, well, they're both pretty bad. Oh, okay. uh, I don't, I w- I'm not really advocating for one or the either in this system, in this situation, because they're both terrible. So this one was really kind of devised by the Quakers uh, because really, they believed- they're supposed to be so nice. Well, they're nice, and, and I think their intentions were good, but like they didn't understand the like psychology of isolation. Their their system was they they built this prison that was a, basically seven spokes coming out of the center, and um, down each uh, line was a different cell block, um, and they were all divided into individual cells. Um, and there were there was only one window, which was a skylight, which was um, known as the eye of God. Uh-huh. Um, because uh, Jesus is the only one that can look at you, and you should always be thinking about God and how sorry you are for what you did. Jesus. Yeah, there was no other windows. Um, the door was solid wood so that you couldn't see out of it. And it was also specifically made smaller than um, most doors um, and most people's height. So, you, like, most of so them would, would have like, to crouch have to, to get in. You'd have to duck to get in. And there's there were people aren't entirely sure why that was. Um some of some people think that it was more of a security issue where like they they wanted to make it harder for prisoners to like fight their way out. Sure. Um, I guess that makes sense. But there's also a thought that it was um to make it so that they had to physically bow as they entered as a kind of sign of penitence. Submission and to God. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Well, also, smaller doors were cheaper. <laughs> There's that to <laughs> think about. That's potentially also true. Are you familiar with the arch- architectural concept of compression and release? Uh, no. Okay, so this was, this was something that, oh my God, all I'm coming up with is John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> what is his name, Jen? The Meyer May House, Falling Water. Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright? Frank Lloyd Wright, thank you. Jesus. Jesus. Talk about a different person altogether. <laughs> altogether. It's got three names. So <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright, not John Wilkes Booth, not designed the- houses that had um, entranceways that like purposely made you feel uncomfortable. 
Hmm. And it was called compression and release. So when you walked into the house, you felt like the ceiling was very low. Mm -hmm. Everything was dark and narrow. You had weird steps to go up. And then you would go into like the living house proper. And Mm. it was like light and airy and beautiful design. Uh, And so, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright was just living to make people uncomfortable with that compression and release through the doorways. It sounds like maybe Mm. he got the idea from fucking Quakers. Somehow I think that maybe he didn't. (laughs) You know what? If you ever go to the Meyer May House in Grand Rapids. That's Uh, true. You will feel uncomfortable. I I at least I hope that he wasn't inspired uh, to make his his beautiful American homes by uh, one of the worst penitentiaries in America. You know. But then again, you never know. You never know where inspiration comes from. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to stop interrupting you someday. I promise. Never. (laughs) I mean, no, you're fine. (laughs) So, yeah, it was all about um, isolation and... Uh, just like driving home the fact that you done bad and you need to repent and feel bad about yourself. Not just with the design of the of the cells themselves, but um, prisoners were also forbidden to speak with each other. They were they would be in their cells all day long, every day, uh, except for one hour a day when they would be let out to have their exercise time. Jesus. And while they were out, they would have at the very beginning they were just. A, a hood completely obscuring are you serious their vision mm-hmm. yeah That's they were not- straight torture exactly and they were not permitted to see anything beyond the walls of their own cell and they would just be led around by the guards now generously in 1890 they started allowing the hoods to have eye holes in them <laughs> so at least they could fucking see where they were walking um although they were still not permitted to speak to each other they were given individual or like time out in the yard to exercise so they were never in contact with each other what the fuck Um, yeah now i will say that that was the goal but i think very quickly that became unfeasible because it was built to house 300 people and i I think you can probably guess where i'm going with this it's Um, gonna be way over yeah overpopulated so um so around uh, 1913, they went through a big process of reform because it was it was designed to okay not 300 250 it was designed to hold, but by 1913 it was it held over 1700. Oh my prisoners. god! Yeah, were they all still getting like the hood with the barely eyes and like everything? I I'm not sure about that because it kind of my information dropped off, but they they would have had to be in. Some of the same, like some of them were put in makeshift cells, but they had to have been at least doubling up in a lot of them because it's just not room. (laughs) Um, I think they added a second floor at some point, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So there was just like a really bad, bad vibe there and feeling. Charles Dickens visited in the 1840s and he just was like super appalled by it. Charles Dickens, Charles Dickens, like the writer Charles Dickens? Like, the Charles Dickens, and that is presumably where he got his whole inspiration for Dickensian London. Really? Because I feel or like just, he, no, the no, he just he was just inspired by Dickensian London. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, 
a lot of a lot of things sucked back then. A lot of things. If anybody ever comes to you and says, "I have a time machine. Let's go in the past," you kick them in the nuts and you run mm-hmm. away. You are safe here, princesses. Yeah. You stay Just, where it's safe. You know what? I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. You can make costumes. <laughs> And you could just wear the pretty clothes from back then. Yep. Yep. You don't have to go back to all that oppression and horribleness. Also, you want to know how to ruin pretty clothes uh, (laughs) in the past? Shitting in a chamber pot when you don't know how to shit in a chamber pot wearing clothes. Right, right. (laughs) Like, they had to train for that their whole lives. You're not prepared. Did you you know that they used to, like, at some point uh, have to, like, reach up and then, like, shimmy them, like, prop them up, like, between their legs and pee standing up? Yes. Oh, yes. And did you know that it used to be very common for people to just piss in dining rooms? Yeah. 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 Like they built little urinals into the walls for the men and women, oh. they would just have like chamber pots and they would hold them up and pee and then come back to the table. And friends, when you're reading your Game of Thrones and you're reading about rushes. Oh, my God. Just imagine that just filled with shit. Shit and, and bones like, and rat bones and real like, rats. And yep. The whole cum. Vomit. People Ugh. used to take a tumble in the rushes. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like screwing in the dirtiest place you could. Like imagine going to the, your local community dump and getting it on. Like that's Fuck. what the rushes were. Oh god, Ugh. Ugh. so gross, so gross. History is disgusting. It's also just a nonstop horror show. I think that's why mm. we both like it so much, though. Yeah, it is very on brand for us, isn't it? <laughs> we went out to dinner with Dan's boss last night. Because it was mm-hmm. his 10-year anniversary at work. And they were like, so, Kate, what do you do? And I was like, I tell gross <laughs> stories on the internet and also to children. <laughs> and nice. They were like, well, where do you get your gross stories from? And I was like, I research. And also I watch, like, surgery videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. Gross. <laughs> and, and they were so done with me at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Don't gross my surgery videos. Those are awesome. Have you ever watched a <laughs> surgery video? No, I have not. You should watch a surgery video. They're great. Ugh, don't you ugh me. I'll fight you. Okay. (laughs) All right, so where did we leave off? We were torturing people. There were too many people in the the Mm -hmm. penitentiary. Yep. So I'm going to fast forward to 1920s and 30s. Your era. Uh, My my era. Yeah. Not a great time in the history of this place, but a great time in general, except not in America because alcohol wasn't allowed. Yeah. I wouldn't have made it. Pour one out. Okay. <laughs> pour one out for all the drinks we can't pour out. For all the drinks that were poured out. Um, And then poisoned. And so many people died. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, that's a fun fact. The government actually went in and poisoned things that people were drinking instead so that they could punish uh, drinkers further. So remember yeah. that. Yeah. Fun times. We should do prohibition sometime. We should. Or just like. Yeah, as I was researching this, I was like, fuck, we should do Al Capone. Too easy. Too Okay. Well, I'll touch on him a second. Okay. So all, all all you people listening who are real horny for Al Capone will get just a taste of it. In a yeah. Second. If you're real horny for Al Capone, just give it a second and Jen will be touching on him. Mm, touching on him. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay. So in the 1920s and 30s, there was a warden named Herbert Hardboiled Smith. Great name. Hardboiled some quotes. Yeah. He had quite the reputation, so much so that, like, court systems would just, like, kind of pick and choose who they sent to ESP because they're like, oh, fuck, but that guy is there. Okay, let's only send the very worst people. (laughs) Right. You you only killed your brother. You don't don't deserve Mm. hardboiled. Yeah, not not old hard boiled Smith. Jesus. 
Yeah, they had at this time they they had abandoned solitary confinement. Um, thankfully, and had Probably two to three. They pres- had to. There was no more space. There's no fucking space. They had two to three people per cell, which can't have been comfortable. No. Um, because I don't think they made them any bigger, and he just was kind of notorious for using torture essentially on prisoners for I don't know bad behavior. I guess I know right. There was the water bath, which sounds like a bath to me, but essentially that was they would dunk you in ice cold water and then hang you up to dry on the wall all night long and just leave you there. They love to do this, especially during the winter when it was really cold. What the fuck? Um, See, look, there are some people that I could torture, but it would have to be people who like wronged me personally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't just like torture any old kid who yeah. happened to like mm-hmm. have stolen something. Yep, it happens all the time. So, yeah, that that was one. There was the mad chair, which um, was a chair that inmates were strapped to like tightly so that they couldn't move, and then they just kind of fucking leave them there for a few days. Are you like, serious? Yeah, dude, that is medieval. I know. It is medieval, and they would just kind of like generally starve people for you know, however long they wanted. There's some other horrific things. Let me see if I can find them. Because, you know, God knows I got to get the whole story. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, the worst one. It was called the Iron Gag. And it was the most deadly punishment that, was, that they used. And essentially, trigger warning, this is going to be gross. So if you don't want to hear about this, skip ahead a couple seconds. They would, it was for inmates who would refuse to obey the no communication policy, which must have been fucking impossible to enforce at this point because they were so packed in. But for those who did get in trouble for this, they would put uh, an iron collar around, I guess, your neck and it would be clamped. No, it would just be clamped onto the tongue (laughs) and then... Chained to their wrists, which were strapped high behind their back. That is right out of the fucking uh, playbook of the Inquisition. Yeah. So, like, any subtle movement of your arms would cause excruciating pain, tearing, bloody tongue grossness. You could probably rip your own tongue out. Yeah, probably. It probably happened a few times. Oh, my Um, God. And you would... Probably, you could probably die from that. Yeah. So that was a fun time. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Yeah. Around this time, for eight months, from 1929 to 1930, uh, ESP was home to Al Capone. Yeah, he only served eight months here, which I was like really surprised about because that's like one of the major selling points of this haunted attraction now is that- Al Capone was there. Al Capone was there and you can see his cell, it's still set up. Um, so yeah, he was caught in Philly, I guess, for carrying an illegal weapon, a con- carrying a concealed deadly weapon. So huh. a gun, I guess. So yeah, he was carrying a gun and he got sent to ESP. He had a pretty dope cell, actually. He had his own bed, a nice armchair, a desk, lamp, uh, like a bookshelf, paintings, a cabinet and a radio. It was pretty, pretty, pretty cozy. swank. Yeah, but he was, he, like, hated it there. Now, this is a guy who's, like, it's 
spent some time in most of America's prisons at that point. But he specifically hated it there because of their policy of isolation. Uh, it just gave him a lot of time to really think about what he'd done. And he always claimed that he was haunted by the ghost of James Clark, who was a victim of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Holy shit! Yeah. So it was kind of like a, I don't know, just followed him there, I guess. Just had a lot of time to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're going through that kind of psychological torture, mm-hmm. you can imagine. Yeah. You know, you would focus on the thing you maybe felt guilty about or mm-hmm. all sorts of things that had been torturing you in your past. Yeah, you got just a lot of time to think about it. And Not that I'm trying to show a whole lot of sympathy for Al Capone. I mean, although... You know, I will say Al Capone mm-hmm. did right by the people who were not involved. So, uh, for example, mm. a woman in Chicago caught stray gunfire from one of his flunkies. And mm-hmm. Al Capone sent hundreds of flowers to her room in the hospital every day. He paid for all of her stuff and he paid off her mortgage. Damn. Yeah. Because right. he felt so bad that she had been caught in the gunfire. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So well, he did some. Complicated man. So aren't they all? <laughs> Yeah. Not, I mean, like all humans. I'm not really just calling out the male sex here. Uh, The male gender, rather. So, yeah. Although, woof, they're having a moment, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Aren't they ever? (laughs) Did you see the post today about George H.W. Bush? Oh, fuck yeah. What did he, like, the... And he was like, oh, I just do that all the time, and it's just a joke. And you're like, Casually grab somebody's tit, yeah. Is it a joke? (laughs) If they don't like it. Anyway. Sorry. Anyway. So, Guys, don't uh, grab body parts that aren't yours. Yeah, I know, right? You um, know what? And then uh, Amber Rose came out today and said she demands sex every day from her boyfriend. Like, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. You can't demand sex from anybody, Amber Rose. That is mm-hmm. not okay. That is harassment and abuse, and it's not okay. Oh, oh my God. Okay, I thought you were talking about <laughs> our frequent guest, Amber Rose. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Not, I was no, like, not- are you sure you want to put that on there? Not Amber Rose. <laughs> Amber Rose, who like Amber used to Space run around with Rose. like the Kardashians. Okay, I'm glad we clarified that because <laughs> right. I was like very uncomfortable. For no, a no, God, Amber Rose would never do that. Okay. I hope anyway, not. <laughs> yeah, no, the the famous Amber Rose is very problematic. Um, she is. Anyway, on a lighter note, there was, <laughs> <laughs> if as light a note as you can get when talking about this, um, in 1945 there was. Uh, an escape of 12 inmates, including Willie Sutton, who I'll talk about in just a moment. Uh-huh. But over the course of a year, they dug a 97-foot tunnel under the prison wall, which is the most Shawshank Redemption thing I have heard. <laughs> it which, So, they, yeah, they escaped. Um, I don't know how many or if any of them were caught. But during renovations in the 1930s, uh, they found an additional 30 incomplete inmate dug tunnels wow. that just like didn't didn't get quite completed. make the cut. Yeah. Is it weird that I'm kind of impressed by that? Yeah, I mean, I what I'm most impressed with is that like they had such a this strict policy of like no communication, and yet 12 of them worked together to dig this hole. But then again, it was in the 40s, so. They, they would have been packed together at the time. So right. anyway, yeah. Also, another real quick thing that I was confused about still, and I don't know if anyone caught it. So this escape happened in 1945, but 
the next sentence of the site that I was reading was it said in 1930 when they were renovating. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't catch that, but cool. So yeah, I caught it when I was taking notes. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, so I don't know if that happened before or after. Anyway, Willie Sutton uh, was in prison there at the time. He was also one of those who was in a lot of other prisons because he was a famous bank robber. He was kind of most active, uh, similar to Al Capone in the 1920s and 30s. And he he had a 40-year robbery career, stealing about, in total, uh, $2 million over the course of his career. Wow. Wait, $2 million yeah. back then? Or... I think back then, wow. yeah, he stole a lot of money. That's so much um, money. Yeah, but he was kind of known as like, uh, kind of like a Robin Hood character because he would just kind of like steal from rich banks and God bless. And yeah, like he. We're probably he, gonna get back into that. Have you thought about that? Yeah, like it's as coming. a society, we're gonna like I don't know, like think about the ending of Fight Club. Like that's kind of my dream. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, we're in the we're in the Gilded Age right now, and the twenties are coming. Mm, I don't want the twenties. <laughs> but bank robberies, bad. bank robberies. <laughs> I know, but also no alcohol. And but there's no way they're going to take our alcohol. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I'll fight them. <laughs> we'll move to Canada. Is what we'll do. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he spent more than half of his adult life in prison, escaping at least three times. Um, because he, he had one of his big talents was for disguises. He was the master of disguise. Um, and he used that in his bank robberies as well. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of anecdotes, but I didn't really care. Right. Also, other people have covered this, so. (laughs) It's fine. Go, go find a podcast about it. Um, yeah, he was, he was big friends with the mafia though, um, because they just liked him. And so they'd look out for him in jail. It was really cute. But yeah, one of my favorite things though is... He was just like one of those classic old timey gangster bank robbers, like the John Mulaney, like, and if anyone asks, tell him it was so and so. Ha ha ha. Because <laughs> uh, he just like, he just wanted to rob banks. He like, I mean, he wasn't actively shouting out his name, but he like was just kind of like, people just knew him as like a character. And he was like, aha, I'm a bank robber. People. Had such respect for him, though, that they they said that he made Jesse James and John Dillinger look like amateurs, which I really like. Wow. That's high praise. High praise. So, but he he would always, like, uh, carry a pistol as he was robbing banks because, you know, uh, he he said that charm itself wouldn't work, which I love. I love him. I'm kind of a fan right right now. Um, uh, But he was asked later in life um, in a magazine um, article if if the pistol that he carried was ever loaded. <laughs> and he responded, no, because someone might get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this guy could could hang. He's, he sounds yeah, all right. I love him. He also said that um, he wouldn't rob a bank when a woman screamed or a baby cried. He would just be like, you know what? No. Nah. You can have it. <laughs> it's yours. Enjoy. <laughs> Which I think also goes, so, goes to show how little women were out in the world back then because can you imagine going to a bank and and having a policy of like i'm not gonna rob this if there's any women here who are gonna freak out because that would just be every bank wow yeah Yeah. that's a good point like think about it like they just yeah wow (laughs) again guys don't go back in the past it is not for us yeah 
It sucks. It sucks, man. Yeah, so he, he lived to 1980, and he had a good long life, but uh, but he escaped from this prison and was uh, put in another prison eventually, so <laughs> there's that guy. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> He's like, I'm free. Dang it. Damn it. That's one of the best uh, movies in Hunchback, parts of Hunchback. Oh, yes. That's a great show overall. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this, I mean, this is a haunted attraction, and we are a haunted podcast, so right. I do have to talk about ghosts you eventually. To. I got to. Surprisingly, there there aren't a lot of very specific ghost stories about this place, which was kind of, maybe I just wasn't looking hard enough, or maybe they just don't exist. I don't know. I had There's, a similar problem with my story. Like, there wasn't a whole yeah. lot of specifics out there. Maybe they just can't tell because there's so many people who have like lived and died in this place that, that they can't be, be like, oh, it's this guy. Um, there are a lot of people who say that the guy who was haunting Al Capone really does haunt mm-hmm. the place, which I'm dubious of because like, he was killed in Chicago. He was killed in Chicago and then just like his unless he like followed Capone, but he was only there for eight months. So like you'd think he'd follow Capone out. So I don't know. Anyway. But there, there have been a lot of people who died there. Uh, there was two guards murdered. There was a, numerous inmates murdered, whether by each other or by the state. And then because of the policy of isolation, a lot of people committed suicide because they're fucking depressed. Jeez. As well as your general disease and old age. So there isn't... I couldn't find an exact body count, but presumably it's high. Because of that, they frequently will hear footsteps out in the yards and also in the hallways. Yeah, there's sounds of people pacing in the cells, eerie noises, and lonely wails. Cell block 12 is has been known to experience, have people have heard disembodied laughter, which is creepy. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, disembodied laughter or disembodied wails. Uh, I think laughter. Laughter sounds yeah. like it's coming to get you. Whales were sad for you. You're you like, know, oh, like, you're just by yourself having an alone sad time. Right, but exactly. Laughter but a laughter like, feels sinister, like it is coming for me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, just, oh, man, that just gave me a chill. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's in one of the guard towers, um, people have seen shad- a shadowy figure keeping watch. Um, so that's fun. Uh, but there was one specific story of an individual that I found. I don't know how true it is, but I'll just tell you. So there's this locksmith at some point in time. I think this is somewhat recently because uh-huh. he was doing renovation restoration work in cell block four. Oh, um, that's their he, big haunted one, right? Isn't oh, that is the, it? Isn't cell block four the, as I recall, cell block mm-hmm. four is where most of the activity takes place. Oh, okay. Well, you know more than I do now. Yeah, so he was in that block, um, and he was working to remove a 140-year-old lock from a cell door when a massive force overcame him and he was unable to move. Was he half asleep? (laughs) I don't think he was about to fall asleep, but you never know. Maybe he had narcolepsy. Right, yeah, see? It is possible. It didn't say. But it, it did say that... Some believe when he removed the key, it opened a gateway to the horrific past and a f- and offered the spirits caught behind its bars a pathway out. Oh, so, that is very that is an upsetting sentence. Yes, yes, it is. He 
describes an out-of-body experience um, as he was drawn towards the negative energy, which burst through the cell, and after which he saw faces appear on the walls, a um, hundred of distorted forms swirling around the cell block. And oh, my one, God. Yeah, one specific figure seemed to beckon the locksmith toward him. Yeah. So... Um, this locksmith is unnamed, uh, nor is there a date, but it does say that for ever, you know, ever since that happened, years later, he would just he just hated recounting that memory. He would still shudder and just still believe that terrible things happened. So, yeah, I'm shuddering. Yeah. That's fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's ESP. If you do want to go there, they have it is a haunted attraction, so you can on tours and people will jump out at you and scare you and grab you like you do i don't grab them though i well, just lurk because i don't think that's appropriate yeah i just i just walk across hallways and stare out windows it's it's very tasteful <laughs> very tasteful. <laughs> tasteful lurking you know yes <laughs> oh man all right well should we do our sign-offs mm-hmm. okay uh wait did you want to do another another listener story yeah oh okay i have one in my in my i have one that you yeah, sent me yeah yeah okay yeah read that one the nyc one this is nyc ghost story uh forwarded from mary m mm-hmm. uh, mary thank you for writing in oh and this one's specifically to me hey mary okay i remember talking to you about this okay so <laughs> that's why i sent it to you <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, hi, Katie. Hi, Mary. As requested, I'm sending you my NYC ghost story with a few more details. A few uh-huh. years ago, I ran the box office at an off-Broadway theater in NYC. It used to mm. be Tammany Hall. which what? was Yep. Which is the place oh where God. all the crooked politicians and mobsters hung out. Oh, man. Fucking uh, legend. There's a board game about that, Tammany Hall. Yeah, I want to play it. Uh, I have it, so let's play. <laughs> Okay. Um, While I was rarely the last one in the building, I'm back to Mary here, I was often the first one there. I had to unlock Mm -hmm. the doors, turn all the lights on, turn off the alarm, et cetera, et cetera. Some people got creepy vibes from the place, but I didn't Mm -hmm. mind when I got the creeps because ghosts, yay! Yay indeed, (laughs) Mary. Yay indeed. I think y'all need to sort out your priorities. (laughs) (laughs) Chill out, Hermione. We're having a good time. Um, Okay, one time I was by myself and I heard a few piano keys played on their own. The only piano is a Steinway on the stage and no one was in there. Mm-mm. When I went into the theater to investigate, it was completely dark and empty, except for me. I was also taking my new assistant on a tour, and he and I both felt super cold, cold spot in the balcony once. But nothing gives better proof than my friend's picture, which is included. And guys, we will put it up on Aww. at least our Facebook page. Probably. Mm-hmm. No, we will. Mm -hmm. Uh, My friend is the front of house manager and was waiting Mm -hmm. for the theater and and my other manager to finish the cleaning of the basement restrooms. She -hmm. took this selfie to send to her friend to say almost done, ready to leave or something like that. Mm -hmm. Only later did she see the shadows on the far left side of the pic as well as the creepy shadow in the back that looks like the girl from the ring. Guys, wait till you see this photo. It really does. I was okay, so I I, had, I saw this email come in and uh-huh. I didn't I didn't read it, but I did pull up the picture and immediately I saw this per- this figure in the back and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Because <laughs> that's just a normal day in the life for me now. Is just like getting e- like 
emails that are like, yeah, check this out. <laughs> what the fuck? Please don't send her porn. Uh, no. Oh my God. Just, just spooky pictures. But not Please. spooky dicks. No. Okay. So for reference, this is back to Mary. My office was in the hallway on the right side of the picture. We tried to recreate and come up with an explanation. Nothing. I think the mm. one on the left of the picture looks like an old timey guy with sideburns looking to the left and the other two people uh, and then the and then two other people talking to each other. Mm-hmm. My coworker was so freaked out that she cropped most of her face out of the picture. Anyway, yeah. hope this was fun. I loved that theater. Unfortunately, it's since been turned into a shopping center. Boo! Oh, fuck that. Boo, indeed. Oh. Yeah, wait till you guys see this picture. It's very... There is stuff in that fucking photo. And, and yeah, I'm, like, interested that they, like, went back and tried to recreate it. It's very blurry and like, you know, that's but right. That she was happens. probably like moving as she took it. You know, but so many th- of our selfies. Yeah, like I don't I don't know if there's just like I don't know, something right? leaning against the wall that was moved later or what. But very like, possible. It's, it's very visibly there. It's man, I loved that. That was such a great picture. Mm. She and I were talking uh before. Obviously I asked her to email that in and uh it mm-hmm. was so great. It was such a great story. That is awesome. I love the the listener stories are quickly becoming my favorite part, guys. Thank you so much for everybody writing. Yeah, and in. yet you keep forgetting about them. I know, because <laughs> the the problem is, is that it's nine fifty eight, and I've been up since four a.m. So yeah, that is a problem. So uh, we can wrap up. All right, let's do that. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at haunted underscore pod. We are this podcast is haunted. Pretty much everything else. We have a new discussion group. Yay! That we that was formed recently. Thank you, Tiff. If you want to find that, it's called the This Podcast Is Haunted Discussion Group. So go join that. Uh, we're have we have a lot of fun, just kind of gabbing and sharing ghost stories. It's very it's cash. Perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you have a listener story, you want to email us. That's This Podcast Is Haunted at gmail dot com. And I think that's, that's it. It's been it's been a, a wild couple of weeks uh, with a bunch of po- uh, episodes coming out, but we will go back to our regular schedule of every other week or with once this a one. fortnight. Yeah, once a fortnight. <laughs> yeah, as I like to say. So until until next time, stay spooky, motherfuckers. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. That just uh, moved on me. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jen. She's Kate. Have a great and night. Happy happy uh, moving into fall and getting ready for the rest of the fall season. Halloween is extended through all of November. You know what? Fuck it. We do Halloween all year round, I hear. That, that is this perfect. podcast is haunted. And also, Santa needs to back the fuck up. It's not Christmas yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. See you all later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.